The accused Delphi killer is demanding cameras in his courtroom. Alec Murdoch's friend gets 20 years in prison. A school bus driver is charged with, uh, I bet you can guess, a story for the you can't make this stuff up file, and then our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that little bell for notifications. And remember, you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. All right, let's go ahead and get to the docket today. September 15th of 2023. And at least somebody wants cameras in the courtroom, and you didn't expect it from this guy, the accused Delphi killer, Richard Allen wants cameras in the courtroom. Now, his attorneys filed a motion the other day in Carroll County there in Indiana, and his defense lawyers state that um, the Delphi accused murderer is seeking news cameras and public broadcasting inside the court for all pretrial and trial hearings. The uh, facts and circumstances surrounding this case have attracted the attention of the public on a national level and even the attention of others around the globe, according to the motion. As a result of this attention, the system of jurisprudence in the state of Indiana will be scrutinized in a manner that is unusual and rare in any Indiana court. And a highly and effective way to do this is to proactively take steps to disseminate information in this high-profile, high-stakes case. This prevents interested individuals from having to search the internet for information about this case, which may come from biased sources that substitute commentary for real facts. Now, the attorneys also filed an amended motion to suppress evidence from the October 13th search of Mr. Allen's residence, arguing that the warrants made false and misleading representations, which was a reckless disregard for the truth, and therefore the warrant is not valid. Mr. Allen was taken into custody on October 28th of last year at his home in Delphi, Indiana, for the murders of Abigail Williams and Libby German. The victims were found murdered near the Monin High Bridge on February 14th of 2017 after taking an outing to the bridge uh, the day prior. The outing was only meant for a few hours, and when the girls failed to return home, family members contacted the police. Now, this case has received worldwide attention, and Allen's legal team wants to ensure that the public will receive legitimate information as opposed to biased information, as the motion states. I couldn't agree more. Let's see it. Everybody acts like what goes on in court is so sensitive. You know what? If the camera's just recording, how is that affecting one's right to a fair trial? Oftentimes now, you can see via WebEx the court proceedings that are taking place. Is that affecting somebody's right to a fair trial? No. The court can set up the camera, say this is where it points, right to the witness stand. That's it. Boom. We just want the information. We want it directly from the courts. We don't want somebody's spin put on it. That's why we started this channel, to explain it, to say when there's spin or not. Next on the docket, Alec Murdoch's friend, Corey Fleming, 20 years in prison. That's right, Corey Fleming's friendship with Alec Murdoch 
got him 20 years. Well, let's be honest. It wasn't his friendship with Alec Murdoch that got him 20 years. It was his conspiring with Alec Murdoch that got him 20 years. So now another former attorney, Corey Fleming, like I said, 20 years in prison for helping his lifelong friend, Alec Murdoch, siphon millions of dollars from Murdoch's clients and his former law firm. Now, Mr. Fleming is already serving a 46-month federal court sentence on similar charges, but Judge Clifton Newman decided that wasn't nearly enough time and gave Mr. Fleming two consecutive 10-year sentences on the state charges. So that's 20 years. They're run consecutive, one after another. So as soon as he's done serving one sentence, he can start serving the other, as opposed to concurrent, which means they run together. For those who don't recall, Mr. Fleming's charges also stem from the case uh, involving Pamela Pickney, who was uh, badly hurt in a car accident. Prosecutors alleged that Fleming was responsible for a total theft of $3.7 million. Now, Mr. Fleming pled guilty to all charges in all of his cases, one charge in federal court and 23 in state court. While the federal court judge said that he intended his sentence to cover both state and federal charges, well, Judge Newman, who was not bound by that previous sentence, said he didn't read the federal decision before making his decision. And the judge said, quote, this is unprecedented. This is unimaginable. This is, I think, the greatest crime for a lawyer in the history of the state of South Carolina. That's per Judge Newman. Now, Mr. Fleming is the only person so far to serve time for the multi-million dollar fraud scheme. Next on the docket, that's right, a bus driver has been arrested for you know what. That's right. Hmm. Why was he there? Well, that's because where the kids are. A Massachusetts school bus driver has been charged with aggravated indecent assault and reckless endangerment of a child. What does that garner to? That's what they refer to as a good SAOC. That's right, somebody doing bad things to a child. Anyway, the Barnstable police arrested 80-year-old Jeffrey Highland on Wednesday after receiving a report of the incident on a girl on the bus. Police said they recovered corroborating evidence. Now, Mr. Highland was held overnight and received originally a $5,000 bond until his arraignment on Friday morning when the prosecutors asked that the bond be bumped up to $10,000. The judge said, no, I'm going to give him a personal recognizance bond and just order him to have no contact with the victim and to wear GPS monitoring. Hopefully, that also includes no contact with anyone under the age of 18. Anyway, Mr. Highland is employed by a contractor that provides bus services for the school district. Both the district and the contractor are cooperating with the investigation. Of course they are. And guess what? They're going to have some civil liability as well, assuming the allegations are true, for probably hiring a guy that, well, let's face it, he's probably a pedo. Let's face it. Anyway, Mr. Highland is due back in court on December 7th for a preliminary hearing. Be careful who is with your kids, ladies and gentlemen. Now, obviously, we give Mr. Highland the presumption of innocence. I can tell you, I represented a guy once about the same age as Mr. Highland. You would think at that age, somebody wouldn't have urges. And some of them have them for small kids. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Protect your kids. Trust them with no one. Okay? 
Take from a guy who's represented lots of people over the years that have done lots of bad things to people, and it's usually somebody that they know. Just throwing that out there. Please go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up for a background subscription service. You'll be happy you did. If there's anyone out there you were ever curious about, what was in their background, now is the time to do it. If you're going to get involved with somebody, now is the time to do it. When you go to crimetalksearch.com, you put in the name, literally millions of public records are searched and a report is generated. And it's going to give you a report. If they have multiple social media accounts, you're going to find it. If they have multiple phone numbers, multiple email addresses, it's going to be found. And more importantly, you're going to get information regarding criminal history. Hopefully the person you're searching has none whatsoever, but if it's there, it's going to be found. You're going to get everything you'd want to know, whether you're going into business or whether you're going into a personal relationship, you're going to be able to find out the information you want to know. So go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up today. You'll be happy you did. Let's have a story from the you can't make this stuff up file. Sheriff deputies arrested a 72-year-old man after allegedly shooting another man at a park because he was annoyed that the other man was constantly on his cell phone. So on that September 1st at around 11:30 a.m., the Blaine County deputies and the Haley Police Department conducted a welfare check at a park called Lions Park after receiving a report that someone was screaming for help. When the police arrived, they found a guy on the ground with a gunshot wound to his head, and obviously they transported to the hospital. The um, suspect left the scene in a gray car. The suspect turned out to be William Butler. He was arrested the following day on a charge of attempted murder. Now, the sheriff identified the victim as 34-year-old Michael Boss, B-O-S-S-E. So it could be Bossy. We're going with Boss. You decide. And said he was flown to the medical center in uh, Boise, Idaho, then transferred to a University of uh, Utah hospital as well. Now, Mr. Butler and his wife regularly walk their dogs at the Lions Park, and Butler became frustrated with Boss because he was constantly talking on his phone. Now, Butler allegedly went to the Lions Park intending to shoot Boss who sustained this gunshot wound. Police said they searched Butler's home and they found a 22 caliber pistol with a silencer on it. It's reported that Mr. Butler allegedly approached Mr. Boss and asked Mr. Boss if he noticed any mooses around. When Boss looked back down at his phone, Butler then shot him above the left eye. The bullet reportedly went through his head and into his right temple, and he immediately was blind and couldn't see after getting shot. Uh, Mr. Boss says that there's no chance for him to get his vision back and he'll be blind for the rest of his life. Really? <laughs> because somebody's not paying attention to the mooses out there? They get shot? Unbelievable. What is the world coming to? I get it. Put your phone down. I agree. Go enjoy the scenery. Look at the mooses. <laughs> Pay attention to the outdoors. Put the phone away. But you don't go shooting somebody. Now, fortunately, the guy didn't die. Mr. Boss didn't die. It's a 22. I've seen cases, 22. Yes, I know it will harm somebody. It could actually kill somebody. You could kill somebody with a BB gun, but a 22 into your skull, even at a close range, didn't, you know, thank God the guy didn't die, but it's still a bad situation. Put your phone down, ladies and gentlemen. Next on the docket, our dumb criminal of the day. A drunk stripper was caught trying to seduce an Ohio police officer during her hit-and-run traffic stop, and the body cam has been released. Now, Grace 
Spoonamore was taken into custody by Brunswick police in April after she allegedly slammed into a Chevy Cruze within clear view of the police officers. In the body cam footage, Spoonamore, who appears visibly intoxicated, attempts to flirt and seduce the officer, even telling him to taser her like it's kinky. At one point, the officer tells her to get into the police car. Spoonamore calls him a handsome man and says, you feel some type of way because my leg ain't in the car. The uh, 20-year-old woman was uh, driving a blue Buick Enclave when she uh, came back that the uh, she had some warrants. The officers observed the woman speed off at a green light and slammed into another car, prompting the police to follow her when she was fleeing. The police eventually pulled her over, and the officers noted that she obviously appeared disoriented and uh, bloodshot, watery eyes, and slurred speech, all the indicia of being under the influence of uh, alcohol or drugs. In the video, she initially denies being under the influence, but then tells the officer that maybe she had a couple of doubles at Trick's house. She later told a second responding officer that she really maybe had three doubles, which is, I don't know, closer to maybe five or six drinks. And after being put in a handcuffed, Spoonamore is asked if she has anything on her which causes her to laugh and tell the officer, I don't know, you want to check me? The woman was ultimately arrested on suspicion of speeding, operating a vehicle under the influence obstruction of official business and simple assault on the police officer because, yes, she allegedly spit on the police officer. Now, the uh, court records show that she's been charged with at least one count of harassment with a bodily substance, hence the spitting part. She appears in uh, court uh, on September 18th for a uh, pretrial, and a trial has been set for October 2nd. Now, why is she our dumb criminal today? Certainly, there's been drunk strippers who've tried to seduce a police officer somewhere along the line. I'm sure of it. Well, no, it's the fact that she tried to do it on camera. Yes, Miss Spoonamore, you are a dumb criminal of the day. Not for all the stupid things you did leading up to it, but ultimately spitting on the police officer, flirting with him, and knowing it's on video. And guess what? Just about anybody can get those body-worn cameras these days. So Miss Spoonamore, you are a dumb criminal of the day. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk. Have a great weekend. Just a quick reminder, going to be in trial next week, so we may not have a show, but we're going to try to have some content for you throughout the week. So watch it. Please don't forget about us. Have a great day.